Good evening, everybody. Good to be back here on Sisterly Pod. Um, back with my co-hosts, Phyllis and Dan. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, we are doing good. But the, uh... Settle down, Dan. Settle down. That was too much enthusiasm, Dan. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll try don't and get, get lower it a little show. bit. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, so the Flyers are on a, a two-game win streak, which may be their longest win streak of the season, <laughs> considering they just came off a uh, 13-game losing streak. They win that third game. Pretty sure we're planning the parade, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I am marking my calendar off June 10th. That's when the parade's going to be. Uh, but it, 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 it is down bad here, ladies and gents. I'm sure you all know it if you've been paying attention to the team. Um Chuck Fletcher had a, yeah, just like the attendance. Um, I was at the game yesterday and I tweeted out a picture that like mildly went viral of how little people there were yesterday. I like genuinely could not believe it. Like there were like rows upon rows that were empty. And I was like, this is so sad. Were they letting people move like down closer to the ice? Cause it looked like, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it looked like the ice level was a little more, you know, like crowded than the. It looked like it filled up after the first period. Yeah. 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 The, so the, the side that was like what, like the side that you see on TV, like that was definitely more crowded. I think that was a conscious decision. Um, but like, yeah, I would, I would say the low, the lower level was definitely more filled in than the upper level. I mean, I snuck down to the lower level at like center ice just because I was there by myself. And I was like, I'm not sitting up here. And that's <laughs> what I usually do anyway is if I go there alone, you know, you just walk past the guards in between periods, as long as you don't go too close to the start of the next period where they start like looking at your, you know, they ask you where you're sitting. Um, so that's my plan of attack. I hope nobody from the flyers listens to the show <laughs> or catches me doing it. Um, I think at this point they would welcome you sitting down there. To yeah. make it look like there's yeah, more people exactly. in the building. <laughs> yeah, I guess some more people on camera. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, well, I was sitting on the side where you were not on TV. I was sitting behind like Lou Nolan and the other broadcasters. Um, so that's where I was sitting. I had um, people last night send me pictures and videos of their sections mm-hmm. that they were in, and it's empty. There's like yeah. five people there. It's like the upper bowls were. Yeah, my, my section empty. in the upper level was. Yeah, my section in the upper bowl was pretty empty. Yeah. Crazy. That's why I was like, this is sad. I'm not sitting up here by myself. <laughs> just me and my Bud Light seltzer like, with a frowny face. Like, I should have brought my bag. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sad. Sad how But hey, they got milkshakes. Yeah. yeah, $20 milkshakes or $16. $16.99. Six, or $15.99, one of those. But yeah. Keith they Joe did look really was- good. Keith Jones was just a singing their praises, boy. Oh, they were hardcore jerking them off last night. They were. Man. That broadcast Wait, was mil- like, oh, they're turning it around, and JVR is great and connecting and all these plays. Oh, this this is the, the beginning of something. And I'm like, bro, just stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Yes, Isaac Ratcliffe is the uh, the savior of Philadelphia's problems. 2-0 and in the Ratcliffe era. Yeah. That's true. He he is he is gonna be what we all thought Morgan Who Frost knew was be. that he was the guy? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? He was the difference maker. Who'd have thunk? 
It's been, he's looked good in the few, like, in the two games that he's been in. When I was at, at the game yesterday, I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, like, he is enormous. He's huge. That huge. is one thing that you cannot tell that on TV. I, I see him every night in Lehigh Valley. He's gigantic. He like six six two twenty. He is. I was fucking... like, how is he standing right now? It's like, impressive. He's huge. It's, it's the TV does not do him wonder. justice. If anybody's never seen that him live, that is the eighth wonder like, of the world. Yeah. And how old is he? he twenty two. Like... Turns twenty three uh, next month, I think, but or this grow. month, but either way. Did God you know damn. Wade Allison's like twenty five or twenty six? He was a college kid, I believe it. I couldn't believe that. I thought he was younger. I thought Rackford He's just been was in our system so long that I, I feel like prospects are all like 23 or younger. And then they were like, Wade Allison is turning 25 next year. And I'm like, what? He's my age? Like, no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 25, 25 in, in, in the NHL is like, you know, early is 60s. Like my hair, yeah. My, yeah, it's like early 60s. Like my hair is receding. <laughs> it's starting to turn gray. Not not totally gray yet, but like the inklings are there. A little you know? salt and pepper going on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Ratcliffe is at least playing with some energy. It's actually kind of refreshing to see. Yeah, I, I did really like the energy. He's he one brought. of the people that like has disappointed me the most with the Phantoms over the years. Just just not scoring goals. He's not overly physical considering he's the size of a fucking house. Is it, <laughs> it was kind of disappointing. So the fact that he is kind of getting a little physical and getting out there and doing some stuff in the NHL, I hope he's one of those guys that can like rise to the occasion and can play better in the NHL now that he's got something to play for. So hopefully he continue to play well. But I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad they're giving these guys a chance. Yeah. You know, because yeah, the season's lost. Now it's time to see what you got down there with these <laughs> prospects that have been there for friggin' ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? They really don't have much choice. It's not like the injury. Again, I'm not saying that the injuries are an excuse. But Jesus Lord, you know, like half the team. Their bottom six is essentially the Phantoms' top six right now. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Their bottom six might be the, you know, the Phantoms' bottom six too. But, well, that's know. partially true. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, and that's another thing with like prospects is that like, no matter like how they are like at any other level, like obviously if they succeed in Lehigh Valley, they'll have a better chance of making it here. But like, it does happen where players just like aren't good at the AHL level, but you give them a shot up here and they do something with yep. it. Like if I remember yep. correctly, Carter Hart wasn't all that great in the AHL when he was called up to the flyers and he's stuck around ever since they called him up and he's been phenomenal. And same thing with like, um, which call it like Phil Myers and Mikhail Vorobiev, obviously Myers at least has oh, you know Vorobiev. been in the NHL more than Vorobiev, but we were all Must we you know, bring thinking up Misha Vorobiev on this show. <laughs> but yeah, like we all thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he was going to come in and be our three C, and like that was going to be it. And then he was just never able to put it together, and it was so frustrating. And then same thing like with Phil Myers, like you know down in Lehigh Valley, like I saw your tweet earlier, Dan, like he was just very exciting to watch. But God, I loved Myers. He just didn't Valley. use any of that physicality up here and all the things that made him great down there just were never able to translate. So like it really is just kind of like a it's it's just a game. Like you never you never know. He was I, you never I stand know what by you've the, these guys I, until they're here. I stand firm in the belief that Phil Myers was one of the best hockey players I've ever seen live in Lehigh Valley. He was freaking phenomenal and then he came to the NHL and forgot what he was doing. <laughs> and then got traded. <laughs> 
and then got trucked by somebody half his size last night. I saw that video today. I was like, that's kind of dangerous because that other guy has a lot of momentum. And also, I don't know if I would push the other team's defenseman, especially one of his size, into my goalie like that. But it was kind of funny to watch him just get like knocked on his ass by like some guy like a foot shorter than him. Reminds me of like when Travis Sanheim got knocked over. Like Nathan Gerby. Nathan Gerby, who was like five feet tall. Gerby steamrolled Drew and then kicked the shit out of Travis Sanheim in a fight. That's still one of my favorite fucking things to happen in the last 10 years of Flyers history. Oh, God. (laughs) The little victories these days. Yeah. There were there were no victories during that press conference last week. We didn't get get a chance to do a show last week after that happened. But oh, it God. just uh, it was a train wreck. Like what? Chuck Fletcher would say one thing, and I'm like, okay, like this guy like has a plan and he has a direction of where he wants us to go. And then in the next vein, like Dave Scott would say something in his next breath that would contradict everything that Chuck Fletcher it, like had just said. That press conference was like watching a priest and a rabbi do a a, a two denominational wedding because one <laughs> says what like, it just like cancels it out. <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm literally on a conference call, listening to the. I, I've got like my headphones in and I'm on my and I'm like, oh fuck. So I like finally like I I get out of the call and I'm like trying to pay attention to that conference call. I'm like. It was just nuts. It was, it made no sense at all, any of it. There's, it was kind of like Catch-22, because in a way it's like, okay, Dave Scott's there, kind of unannounced, he showed up, he's doing his thing as an owner and kind of being here, but at the same time, Chuck Fletcher's handling this like a goddamn champ, and then Dave Scott's over here making a mockery of the whole thing. It's like, he was doing more damage being there than he was if he just didn't show up, and everyone just would have said, well, where the hell's Dave Scott in this thing? You know, so it's like... Well, because everybody hates Dave Scott anyway, so it would have done, you know... Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just, uh, it's infuriating. That was just, I don't think that could have gone any worse. I don't, really, I don't think it could have. I just don't understand why, like, Dave Scott, who, while he may know how to run a business, does not know how to run a sports organization, doesn't listen to the people who have been in hockey their entire lives well, and saying, and- hey, I've seen all this. You want us to win. I want us to win too. This is how we do it. Steps one, two, three, four, five. That, like that tells me he doesn't know how to run a business. Because if you you have experts to listen to and you're not, you're not listening, and you're not listening to the people who know what they're talking about about hockey. You don't know how to run a business then. Because if you buy a hockey team or whatever a hockey team, you need to learn how to run a hockey team. It's not like running a nursery school. Well, that's kind of what it looks like these days, you know? That's what it feels like these <laughs> days. Yeah. It's, a ki- it's a kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was such a weird... <sighs> they just let Fletcher do that. It would have been totally fine, and it would have walked away with at least some level of respect yeah. for the whole thing, but he was just making a mockery of it. So. He was. Yeah. It, just, it just gives me the fear that, like, we're not we're not moving anywhere. Like we, we, even after all of the changes that we made, even with bringing in Chuck Fletcher and, you know, because Dave Scott is the owner and he has this differing ideology, 
Like, we're going to be stuck in the same one foot in the door, one foot out the other thing that we've been stuck in for the last 10 years. It's yep. just... Ugh, makes my blood boil. I mean, it's pretty clear they rebuild's got, off the table, right? They're just going to go straight forward and throw yeah, money they, at more old guys this offseason and dig themselves right, in like even that further. Right, every problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's worked so well, you know, in the past. Really, it has. Yeah, Ilya Dubrizkalov, are we still paying him? And I believe you know, so, yeah. yeah. For quite a few more years, if I remember correctly. Let's see. And uh, who was the other one? Uh, Knubal, how long were you paying him? And uh, Let's see, Ilya Brzgalov. I mean, they're still paying AV for like the next two years, yeah. right? Yeah, well. They're paying Brzgalov $1.6 million until 2027. Ah, Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't count against the cat, but uh, it's still yeah. insane. But still, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Why did they should have just let him play? I mean, what the hell did they have to lose over the last 10 years? They couldn't have just let him yeah, sit through yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, really. And... I mean, he could have. Okay. As much as Brisgallov got on my nerves, he could have made that save that Leighton didn't. Okay, I was actually discussing that with somebody today. I'm like, look, I still wake up screaming Leighton's name, <laughs> covered in sweat. That was my parade, goddammit. That was my parade. But Michael, like, Ray Charles could have made that save. Okay? <laughs> so I am relatively certain that Chris Gallo could have made it. So even if we had just let him come in for that one game, I we would have had a parade. Katie, I don't think you would have rolled it up for it, but, you know. But Dan, okay, I know I'm I know I'm young, but I'm not that young. Well, <laughs> I'm not like six, Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> no, 2010. How old would would you have been? It was 13. 2010? Yes. How old are you now? Wait a minute. No, no, no. I'm no, no. 24. Okay. No, wait. A minute. 2010 was a long time ago. Twelve? <laughs> yes, it was okay. twelve years ago. It feels like longer than that because goddamn it, I watched. The game, not it does feel longer than that, but uh, yeah, it does. It was... I'm like, oh, I know. I mean, I was in no, I, I was in middle school when that happened. Really? And yeah, I, I like for some reason I'm picturing you as a toddler when that happened because it feels again, like twenty years ago. <laughs> I was I was a toddler when Lindros <laughs> was playing. Like that, that game aged me to the point where it feels like it was 20 years ago when you give up the Stanley Cup winning goal to the player that should have been your first round, you know, your first pick in your building with Gary Bettman there the whole bit. Yeah, it just it feels like it was like 20 years ago. It does feel I like mean, a lifetime it, ago, man, because they in eight absolutely years, it, sucked In since. eight years, we, we are closer to it being 20 years since that cup run than we are since that cup run happened. That's true. So... And the Flyers are still going to be fucking nowhere. Yeah. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all fairness, that year, we sucked in 2010. In regular season, we sucked. We did. That's true. I can remember at the split, I can remember having this conversation with my brother. I don't talk to him a whole lot. We will talk about the Flyers. I remember talking to him at the All-Star break. We weren't anywhere near the playoffs at the All-Star break that year. Were we, Dan? I don't, re- like, we, I don't we believe sucked. so. Yeah. They got it. That was an eighth seed, right? So it was the last. Yeah, they were the eighth seed. In the last it was days, the so. last game of the season mm-hmm. against the Rangers, against God forbid the King Henrik Lundqvist in a shootout, which we suck at. I can remember sitting, like, just sitting with my head like this, like, "Oh God, we are not going to playoffs." 
We are not praying the entire shootout. And we somehow won that shootout against the best shootout goalie that ever lived with us being the suckiest shootout team that ever played on the ice. So, I mean, miracles can happen. Do we need one this year? Yes. Do I think we're getting one? No. No. But they do happen. Honestly, I don't want one to happen either. Like, this season is so down the toilet already. We're not even halfway through the season. And I just I just want them to have a top five pick and for them to hit on it. Okay, Katie, seriously, think about what you just said. Okay, with Gary Bettman in charge, our draft, we could we sucked so bad the year we took JVR that that's what we got was JVR. We sucked more than any other team in the league, and we got JVR and not Patrick Kane. Because it's a draft lottery. You know we're not getting that top pick. And is there really anybody that good in the draft if we get – Not this year. Next year would be the ideal one. But yeah, there was I actually – the- you know what's funny is we had San Felipe on the show last week, and he talked about that the fact that the NHL is probably not thrilled with the Flyers situation because it's a revenue-sharing league and a team as significant as the Flyers, who are theoretically a top-five attendance team, is in the fucking toilet this year. So maybe well, the fix is in for the Flyers, where they'll win the first overall pick and get it this year. We're the Penguins yeah, now. But then, but then you have to trust the Flyers to, you know... Well, that's true. Correctly. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a separate <laughs> problem. That's a different problem altogether. They can rig it in our favor. It's about the Flyers screwing themselves, though. Honestly, okay, I know Nolan Patrick had problems, but we cannot have anything nice in Philadelphia. Nolan Patrick no. has skill. He does. He he does. He's he's a very skilled player. We broke him. I mean, I'm just convinced that second overall picks are cursed in this city. Carson Wentz, <laughs> Nolan Patrick, JVR. I'm sure the list goes on. JVR is a curse. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a self-inflicted curse because yeah. this time we brought him back. I know. <laughs> oh. We traded him. I have friends in Toronto. I was like, hey, I'm helping him pack. I'll send cheesecake. Good luck with that. <laughs> <I'll send laughs> <Yeah. cheesecake. laughs> And they sent him back, and I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Because it's because you sent him with the cheesecake. He's like, I came back for more. <laughs> no, I, I just sent the cheesecake up to Toronto. <laughs> I really want to go. I wanted to go to Toronto this year so bad business-wise, and they, they don't want Americans up there right now. So I'm going to a Coyotes game in April with my friend. So I will tell you if the attendance there is worse than the Flyers' attendance was yesterday. <laughs> Well, at least, like, if we get Rick Tackett as the coach, I mean, he'll be used to the shitty team because he, he coached the Coyotes, and he did pretty well with them. So, I mean, he got them to the playoffs, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he did. I thought he did at least one year. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Hold yeah. on. That I feel like he did, but I also Jan. don't remember. So, let me. If, the, if he did, they definitely lost in the first round. <laughs> oh, they haven't made any progress in the playoffs since like 2012, I think. So, if they got them there, let's see. And the see. Flyers have. Well, you know. But we made it to the second round. We were one game away from going so, to the Eastern Conference Final. The Coyotes did make it to the first round in the bubble, and then they got curb stomped by the Avalanche four to one. So that talking... was kind of like watching my cat play with a spider, because you knew that was ending poorly for the Coyotes. And then he parted ways in the off season, I believe. So he would have been there for that uh, playoff loss, and then I 
honestly think I think they're going after Taggart and nothing to do with his coaching skills. I think they're going to try and bring back that culture. I think that's why they're grooming. I do think that's where we're going here. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to we're going to hire former Flyers out the wazoo in every position just to try and bring bring the culture back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the backlash when Craig Berube, first of all, who has done really well when they hired Craig Berube and he wasn't doing well here. Everybody was like, oh, all we do is hire homers. All we do is hire former Flyers. All we do is try to maintain that culture. And now everybody's bitching that the culture's gone. It's what you asked for. You wanted outsiders. Here we go. We've got outsiders out the ass now. And now they're trying to bring the culture back. So They went too far in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Fletcher's first move was getting rid of Simmer. So, yeah. He's dead to me. He's dead to me. <laughs> but do you think I just, I'm, I'm hoping, like, I know Danny Breyer is eventually going to get the job, but I, my thing is, I just, I don't want him to be, like, thrown to the wolves. Especially because, like, with how beloved of a pl- player Danny Breyer is. Like, he is very recent. Like, he is somebody that I would say a significant portion of the fan base, like, watched him play. you know, not too long ago. So he's definitely a a fresh face to bring in, but I don't want to like hand him the keys in the same situation that like Ron Hextall was where like the team was in shambles and this was his first ever job as a GM, like running the ship by himself. And he just like tanked it into the ground. Like at least weird position with that, isn't he? Cause like, he's clearly the heir to the throne at this point. Like he's the next guy up, but if his name wasn't Danny Briere and you told me they were just going to hire some guy with practically no front office experience whatsoever and put him in a role of a Philadelphia Flyers who are in this tumultuous time in their history, like, would you be happy about it? But the, what is you he- have the fan backlash. If I mean, people loved Ron Hextall because of what he did for the team. It took years for people to turn on this guy. Some people still haven't, you know? Like, so Briere <laughs> comes in player, and gets the benefit of the doubt. And from a front office perspective, who's trying to build credibility with the fans again if you have somebody like Briere, he can screw up for a few years and nobody's gonna get mad at him because he's Danny Briere and beloved right so it, I, I don't know who knows what are they, what is he doing with that team in the echl isn't he general manager he down is there? their general how manager is he is, he's yeah. running the day-to-day operations of the main mariners right now. how is he doing that and being up here he's that goddamn good yeah <laughs> <laughs> he is that goddamn good. fair enough <laughs> main mariners that's where uh yeah. pascal laberge is these days is he? I thought Pascal LeBurge signed in uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know he got released. I don't know if he did. They sign him again. Yeah. I think the the Booksbury Penguins signed him, or was that Rubsov? One of those two. No, that was LeBurge, and then they released him a couple days later. Mm-hmm. I think oh, they, they, did. they needed somebody for a road that. trip, I think, and then they released him. I don't know if they signed it back. They may have. Oh. I don't know, but I missed I missed that part where they released How, him. Where, where does one even find the ECHL? <laughs> I don't know, but didn't the Flyers Stand? pretty much buy that team for Danny Breyer to play with? Isn't that pretty much how that happened? Uh, Is it? If I remember correctly, they bought them. I don't know if it was you know specifically for Breer, but uh, they gave him was, the keys to the castle. And I, they I didn't in. realize they owned the Mariners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm relatively certain they're like, okay, we bought a practice team for Danny to play with. <laughs> so then, why do we still have the Reading Royals? <laughs> well, the, the Royals are the Flyers ECHL team. The Mariners are not associated. They're the Boston ECHL yeah. team. Uh, so we didn't want it to look Comcast like just owns them. Yeah. I see. 
Who the hell main Mariners? They are fourth in the North Division with a 16-15-3 and three record. I would take that right now over the Flyers record. I would take 16 and 15. I would take 500 yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah I, like, <laughs> happily, I would throw a party. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's throw that 500 party. You know what boggles my mind is that the Flyers have two losing streaks this year of 10 or more games, and they are still not the worst team in the, in the league this season. There's like season. five teams that are worse than them. It's insane. Who's, who's the worst team? Who's the Flyers? I think it's the Coyotes. NHL standings. It's the Coyotes, the Kraken, us, the Senators, and maybe the Sabres. Oh, the Canadians, yeah. Are like the five worst teams in the league this year. Let's see. The Flyers have, where are we at? 38 points. So currently, the Devils, Canadians, Senators, Sabres, Coyotes, and Kraken are worse than the Flyers. Really? So that that two-game win streak is bumped them up a couple i think they there uh, you go yeah four points man that all just pull you out of the bottom of the league so there's one two three four five six teams worse than them right now yes i can't that is they can't even tank properly they can't can't even tank properly (laughs) it is impressive that you have two 10 game losing streaks one of them reached 13 and and there's six teams that are worse than you how is that possible well the flyers have that good first couple weeks remember I guess they had, you know, October was kind of decent. And then shit completely. The, the gilded October where we thought everything was fine and we thought they were a cup <laughs> yeah, when, when Ryan Ellis actually appeared to be a real human being, you know? Oh, Ryan My Ellis. favorite thing that went around yesterday was that picture. I, I don't know who threw their stick or dropped their stick and it was in front of the Oh, Konecki threw it, his stick and it was just looked like it was floating in the air. Invisible, Invisible, uh, yeah, invisible defense. And then like, Carter Hart hit him, him in the defense. face with it as hard as he could. That was awesome. Yeah. Wait, he hit Travis Konechny in the face? Yeah. It was it, His stick went flying and it got caught between Hart and uh, Konechny and whoever he was rushing in on. And it went <laughs> and caught him right in the fucking grill. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's pretty funny. Yeah, the, <laughs> the picture of the stick. I didn't, like, I didn't see the part where Carter hit him in the face. Oh, it's great. I was. Oh, if somebody can find a gif of that. Cheer it in my living room. Carter hitting Konechny in the face. Hold on, I'll see what I can do. I love that. I don't have a gif. I have the. Um, I have or there's a video of it, yeah. I have, I have a still. Hmm. Got to be a gif somewhere. Yeah, Somebody's okay, so bound to have. Speaking of Dan, speaking of Ellis, do you, any chance he's going to be healthy after the All Star break? I would not like, expect him to be back before the end of the year at this point. I think Mike Yao said, or I don't know how you say his name, Mike Yao, Mike Yao. Um, he said that like there was a chance that like Ellis and Couturier like could come back before the end of the year, but like I think Couturier is skating won't. right now. But Ellis, as far as I know, has well, not been out Ellis. there. I thought Ellis was, too, because they were saying Briere was leading the skates with Ellis. I think it's been Broussard and Couturier have been out. I think maybe Farabee, but like I don't think I don't think Ellis has when, been on the ice lately. When you realistically think about who is injured, just Couturier. Add a, add a healthy Couturier to this team. They suck incrementally less with Couturier. Healthy. I don't think Couturier has been healthy all year. I don't think he was healthy all year. 
There so was that one game got, very got early on, on when he this dropped off. This is the Couturier we're getting for the next eight years. Yeah. If that's what a healthy Sean Couturier looks like, oh dear God! There was no way he was healthy even at the beginning of the year. And I mean, seriously, him, Ellis, you, know, you add what is sitting injured. Do we still suck? Maybe. Do we suck anywhere near as bad? No, we just don't. And that's kind of the hard thing with the injuries is. You know, you'd say, okay, they're missing their top two centers and top defensemen. And, like, that that sounds pretty brutal. But then you okay, it's Sean Couturier, Kevin Hayes, and Ryan Ellis. And it's like, you know, is that the difference between them being dead last in the Metro and a top three playoff team? Or is that them being the difference between dead last in the Metro or, like, a bubble wild card team? I think it's a bubble wild card team. Are there some moves that have to be made in the offseason? Yes. Let's hope Danny Breer gets put in as general manager and makes them. But it, we're certainly a more entertaining team to watch. Yeah. Are you going to have, like, all those people out? Maybe only, like, seat? five game losing streaks instead yeah. of, you know, 13. Yeah, you know, a couple. Three, four games, <laughs> you know? But, but, again, a far more entertaining team to watch. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I put up a picture of my cat. Her face was just in the couch last night watching that game. And that's exactly how I felt. Like, I just wanted to plant my face in the couch right along with her. Be like, God, I don't want to watch this. But I almost have to. I feel obligated. I have been watching this team for so long. And I love the sport of hockey. I really do like to watch it. I would rather watch hockey than, like, 99% of what is on television. Yeah. Because television, let's just be honest, it sucks. Um, so I feel ob- – it does. I yeah. mean, like, Ozark <laughs> – like, I've been to watch Ozark, and I'm like, okay, now I'm done um, for, like, like four more months until they I've got, back. like, ten different shows I'm, like, watching at the same time. Jeez, and Jenny. I really, that, that's, like, what killed me about, like, seriously, about, I, I was thinking about this, about COVID. When we first got, like, sent home, when they wanted us to work from home, I didn't have a little office in my dining room. I, like, was in the living room with the TV, and I had the TV on all the time. And I was just, like, I was a newsaholic because I can't stand television. <laughs> My cat's now like knocking shit off. She's mad. She's <laughs> knocking shit off my island in the kitchen. Um, so, but like, I just can't stand television. And the, then when they got rid of, when hockey went, I was like ready to kill myself. I'm like, oh my God, no hockey. You know, and I'm like stuck home all day with the TV on. It was horrible. I watched CNN for like 18 hours a day, which was oh bad for me. Yeah, it was horrible. I was like in a bad, I was in a bad mood all the time. Well, then again, I was still married too, so. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be an episode of Sisterly Pod if we didn't bring up how much you hate your ex-husband, yeah. right? <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, it wouldn't be. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, ask me what he gave me for New Year's Eve. Ask me what he gave oh, me for New Year's Eve. I'm um, afraid to ask. He actually he texted he asked my kid for money, and then he texted me and said, "Call the police. Somebody's threatening me." Um, there's this woman that's like extorting me for money. I'm like, thanks. This is so much. Like, if you think Shane's life is weird, I've only heard a couple podcasts. If this shit wasn't my life, I would say it was a bad country music song. But anyway. Wait, he called the police on you and said I that. Call, I, he told me to call the police because somebody had threatened to kill me. Like, had my mm-hmm. address, my name, the whole bit. Like, he sends me this text and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I'm like, thinking it's a joke. So I call the police and I'm telling them. And then this, like, big-ass car parks in front of my house, and I have no idea who it is. All of a sudden, I took it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was it, it was just people looking to buy drugs, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said. End to the story. You and Shay need to sit down and have your own show. <laughs> Add, 
like added an ex-husband who has a taste for hookers to Shane's life. Although it would probably be an ex-wife for him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think he's got a girlfriend, not a, not a husband. Um, yeah, so like my life, I look at it and I go, really? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway. We're going to get you on with Shane one week because this meeting <laughs> needs to happen. You wouldn't need you wouldn't need any other questions or anything. Just <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let Dan, them do you, their you thing. You would mute and just be like laughing up a storm back there. But... We should have him on Sisterly Pod. I think he would be wonderful. Oh my gosh, would be yes. a lot of fun. Yeah. Actually, Grace, Grace would be really upset that that's the show she missed. <laughs> 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 We're going to bring Shane on. I don't know what his fascination is with shovels, but yeah, so I, I thought that was. Oh, that fun. was that one's my fault. <laughs> like... uh, the greatest moment of Brotherly Pod that nobody ever heard. <laughs> nobody was around to hear it. Oh, too I can't good. You live on your own. I, I would have to agree with him. I can't believe you live on your own and don't have a shovel. <laughs> I well, I have one now. Well, you did. And see, that's probably why I think you were a toddler in 2010, because you didn't know the shovel was already sweet. The mark of being an adult and not actually having the snow shovel. I mean, it's not like a metal shovel. It's just like a plastic shovel that I got at, like, Target, but, like, it's for shoveling snow. I have, like, several shovels. I, like, have a spade for burying the bodies, you know, so. Yeah, that's that's the one I don't have. I have that, thanks. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> But yeah, like this would be a more entertaining team if we had the the injured players back. And would also it would be easier have... to assess. It's going to be hard going to the off yeah. season when you have to make big moves like this, and half your roster is injured, so you don't know who's good yeah. and who's not, right? I mean, but... and that's what that's what Fletcher said too. He's like, I want to see the team that I put together. We got like one or two games where everybody was fully healthy, so it's hard to evaluate what yeah. this team could actually look like when you haven't seen any of them play. If your top defenseman was healthy, if your top two centers were healthy, if all your depth players were healthy, it's hard. Well, again, man. go back to October when they actually were playing well, because that was when we had, and I still don't even think Couturier was healthy. I think he came in injured this year. I think it I was very why. early on because he looked good for yeah. the first few. And then there was that one game I remember specifically where it looked like he just went from here to here, like completely fell off a cliff at some point. I don't remember which one it was, but it was pretty early on in the year. Yeah, go back to October. This team was so much fun to watch yeah. in October. And now it's like, I just want to like claw my eyes out. Like seriously, like I, I just, I feel obligated Oh, it's brutal. To watch. It's pain. It's painful yeah. watching this team play. I, you turn it on and, and I mean, the every Jets year, score 48 seconds in. I'm like, do I have to sit here and watch them lose for yeah, the rest I, of the game? Like, well, last night I was like, really? I had literally just sat down <laughs> with like hot tea. And I'm yeah. like, what? One nothing already. Jesus Christ! Are we spotting them goals now at the beginning of the game? <laughs> I I had just cracked open my my seltzer and I was drinking it, and all of a sudden they scored. I was like, what happened? I seriously like I put my drink down. I turn around like, and, and that goal was so soft. And like, I know people are giving Carter Hart a lot of shit, but look at what's in front of him. I mean, like it's hard to blame the guy at this point. It is. I mean, you know. He stood on his goddamn head except for that goal last night. Oh, yeah, the rest great. of the night he yeah. was fantastic. He's incredibly solid. He's been like that I feel all like year. that's kind of what I expect now. Like, Carter will usually let in, like, one bad goal, like, every game, and where I'm kind of like, okay, like, you probably should have stopped that. But then he'll make 20 other saves, like, throughout well, the rest of the game no where I'm making. like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. how did he stop that? Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to make Martin Jones look too bad. You know, he doesn't want to show him up too bad. 
Because God forbid, the game before they won, who did they play that, like, if Jones could have made one fucking stop, we would have had that game. Yeah, he, uh, uh, his he renaissance is dead in his tracks. <laughs> yeah. He looked good when he came like, in. Look, hey, we finally, hey, we saved Martin Jones. Then now he's just, he's sad like everyone else. I'm like, yeah, it's like, do you understand, like, your job is to stop the puck? Not to, like, watch it go into the net? Because I swear to God, that's what he does. He, like, watches it go by mm-hmm. him. I'm like, bruh. I mean, at least the goaltending is better this year than it was last year, where nobody could stop a beach ball. Well, they also got rid of 47-year-old Brian Elliott, too. This is true. God, I feel like Brian I feel Elliott. like every year it goes back and forth as to what, what the problem it? is with this team. Okay. Who was who was Ristolainen? Like who was the new guy that they got that looked like Ristolainen, a defenseman? We we got somebody, and where the hell Kevin did he Kevin Yeah, where the hell did he go? I forgot. He's just about chilling. Him. They got Cam York now. He's just chilling in the press box. Do you remember when the Flyers got Johnny Oduya? I do. Yeah. For like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he played one game and broke his foot. I thought about that the other again. day. I was like, lost Flyers in history yeah. <laughs> when they signed Johnny Oduya for like two days. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Thank you, Connaughton. But I couldn't, I'm like, where the hell did he go? Because he was like, he was like faux Ristolainen. He looked just like him. He looked him, just like him, like, yeah. Yeah, doesn't play anything like him. And why are we going to let, everybody's saying they're going to let Ristolainen walk or get, I'm like, no. I think Ristolainen wants to This team is trash. He does not want to be on another yeah. bad team after spending his entire career in <laughs> That Buffalo. seems to be the the way it's going, where I think the Flyers want to keep him, but I think he's fed up with losing and wants to go they're to like, a yeah, good team. Like, yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, I, he was so physical yesterday, and I loved watching he, that. Over the Just last, like, half dozen games or so, around. he's been on another level. I mean, he's been yeah, pretty good yeah, all year, he, but he's been freaking phenomenal lately. He's pissed that the Flyers suck this bad. You can see it. <laughs> Just wrecking folks yeah, left and right so, to make up for nobody it. fucking cares. Yeah, yeah it's true. But yeah, so I, I wish they would resign him, but I think, I think if they had been better this year they could have convinced him to but with how the season has derailed i don't think they have any shot at resigning him now i think they trade him deadline who are the other uh who are the other ufas on the team Giroux, braun jones brassard gary mayhew wrist gary mayhew is like anthony is it gary or jerry I have no idea, but uh, Anthony was very unhappy that I was a big fan of uh, Mayhew this morning. Oh, hey, hey, did you ever did that? Um, did you do that interview this morning? Well, yeah, we did the Anthony show this morning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was supposed to be last week. That's all. I've been like religiously looking for you to drop that. On the, you know. Which one? The San Felipe one. Yeah. Oh, that was last week. Yeah, that one's up was last week. Did you? Is it? I missed it. I must have missed it. Yeah, I, lis- I listened to that one. There's another Anthony on our network, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a <laughs> not a fan of, of Gary Mayhew, and I don't know why. Like, just let me have one thing. At least he's fun and playing yeah. hard. Like, there's yeah, there's enough like, negativity yeah, like, and bullshit to go around right now. Let me have one player that I can enjoy. I I, I mean, like, what's the shame in having them play th- anyway? Like, it's like, who cares? They're they're not playing on a good team. Like, let us have fun and enjoy our fourth liners. Yeah, I mean, at least the your favorite players don't always have to be the stars. Yep. 
But at least the fourth line is fun to watch. That that line comes out, and you're like, yeah, you know. They might actually, like, complete a pass. Was Jerry Mayhew in the AHL? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, like, I had never heard of him until this Former year. Former so AHL just... MVP, Gary Mayhew. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man crush, huh? I got <laughs> a, a nice little stint in Iowa there for quite a few years. Where you know him? Yeah. I like Zach McEwen a lot, too. I do, too. I would assume they re-signed him at this point. He's got good hair. He's got good hair. I agree. He like, I like that he flips it around when he wants to fight and everything. I'm like, yeah, I like him. I like his attitude. I just, he, he'll go after anybody and everybody. I love that. And we haven't had any of that in a long time. Nope. No, it's, and especially not last season when Oscar Lindblom got, like, clocked yeah. and nobody went after him. Multiple times. And, like, yeah, and Oscar had to defend himself. You've got your cancer survivor. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was a... Uh, I just remember... I, I remember being so disgusted by that. When Oscar Lindblom had a fight, you know, he his hair hasn't even grown back yet, and you're letting him defend himself. He was the only one who gave a shit last year. It's funny, every year I say, like, it can't get any worse than this, and, like, here we are. Like, this is worse than last year. (sighs) Yeah, there were some lean years in uh, the 90s before Lindros came. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. I don't know if I was alive for that. No, I don't think you were, but yeah. No, like, um, they were taught, that's what, uh, that's what, what's it, Karshidi was talking about. This is the worst the Flyers have been since the 90s. I'm like, all right, Sam, if you say so. <laughs> we have not, like I said, that, and he said they'd already been mathematically eliminated. I'm sitting here trying to do my ciphering and then Dan called. So. <laughs> I'm like, are we really already mathematically eliminated? It's not even fucking, fe- you know, like, it's not even Valentine's Day. Oh, right? yeah, no, we're, we're, we've been out for a, th- a few weeks now, I think. No, mathematically, I don't think so. Damn Ma- no, I don't think that. mathematically they're out yet. Oh, out? Really? Out for a while, but yeah, they're not mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't think they're mathematically. They're, I there's no way they're mathematically eliminated. There's no way. Not yeah, not even at the at the All Star break. If I think if they had they're lost, like, I mean, game, <laughs> only 17 points back, but 17 yeah. points you can make up in 30 some games. Yeah. If they had lost every game since the the home since like the, the start of the season, yeah, then we could be mathematically eliminated now. And it feels like we have lost every game since, you know, the start of the season. But we have not. We have actually won a few. Um, I swear to God, if they come back and make, like, a run in the second half, like, I'm just so conflicted. Like, on the one hand, like, I'm glad that the team is winning. But at the same, in the same vein, like, that's, that's what got you into this situation in the first place. Is like, you played like crap for half the season, and then all of a sudden you decided to make it a turnaround and then then we're picking 15 16 again and that's where you don't get any of the good players that you need like it's it's just an endless cycle i want it to end the flyers have a 0.3 percent chance to make the playoffs so you're saying there's a chance Dan. there is a chance they're not mathematically eliminated yet there's a chance no they're not mathematically eliminated but they'll get to the very last spot like and they'll be like two points Points out of the wild card by the time the season ends, and then they're picking 14. I wouldn't put it past like them that, to go on like a 15 game win streak just to blow them to their draft position out of the water. They're picking 15, some random dude that never makes it. I would, yeah, I would lose my mind. It's definitely within the realm of possibility because that's a very Philadelphia fucking Flyers thing to do. But uh, I just like the whole like when you look at the teams that have tanked because you can't tell me the Blackhawks didn't tank to get where they were. 
in like in the 2010s. Yeah. You can't tell me the Penguins didn't tank. I, I like I don't know if I could have any pride in my organization. I don't have a whole lot of pride in them right now. <laughs> not saying there's a whole lot, but they're not tanking on purpose. No, they just I suck. Mean, they just suck. Yeah. Um, but it's not on purpose. It's just not I, I don't know that I could like I again I have I have friends all over the country and we're all hockey fans. I have a friend that lives in in uh, in Chicago and he had a hard time with the Blackhawks winning the way they did. He's like, because you don't, and he knew, he knew they had done it on purpose. He knew they had tanked to get Kane and to get, you know, all that. He knew that they had been tanking for years and years and years. And he's like, yeah, we won the Stanley cup. We won it. I don't even remember how many times in a row. And I blacked it out Um, again, because I watched Michael Layton let in that fucking goal. Um, But he's like, it doesn't feel right. He's like, it's not the kind of win. And it's just not. I don't know. Like, if we tank for five years in a row to get this rebuild and get all these top picks, are you going to tell me, like, that you would feel good having that they tanked, that they lost on purpose to do that, that they basically worked the system to get better? I don't know that I would. I would. If it makes them a cup contender and it gets them three cups in six years, absolutely I would. I think if you're going to suck like this, and where they just actually suck and they're not necessarily tanking, and you can recoup all the assets you can at this draft and next year's draft, you know, selling off your UFAs and building that way, where it's just out of bad luck versus actual tanking, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But, you know, there is some level of, like, I don't know. Do you want success the easy way or the hard way? And it's very difficult to tank. You know, you have the draft lottery set up to a point where it's not quite as easy as it was 10, 15 years ago. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The Penguins did it, you know. And the Penguins and the Blackhawks did it. Yeah, you know, the uh, mid-2000s, rather. Um, When all you had to do was lose and, and, you know, you get first overall pick. Now it's like, you lose and, you you know, you'll finish dead last, but you'll pick, like, seventh because everyone can move up ahead of you. Again, that's that's a Philadelphia thing. Like, we sucked the year we picked JVR. We sucked so bad. Like, like you needed eye bleach to watch those games. (laughs) They just sucked. And, like, so we couldn't even suck properly because Gary Bettman came in and fucked us over with that whole draft lottery thing. Again, Patrick Kane should have been on our team. He should have scored the game-winning goal against Chicago, not against the Flyers in our house. But that, like, so to tank, I just don't know that it's worth the humiliation of actually tanking and then not getting that first pick. I, again, my work ethic that, that's been driven into me since the day I was born is that you do what you can, but you don't lose on purpose. Yeah. And again... You don't even, you're not even guaranteed. Like, what is, what is the whole draft lottery? Like if you, even if you're last, you might wind up picking as, as high as, or, you know, like what, fifth, sixth? Let me see. I know they keep updating rules. Gary Bettman just like throw darts. (laughs) I think think it's that, but I also think there's a stipulation with the Kraken for, like, the first yeah. however many years of their existence, they can pick no lower than, like, fifth. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so, the yeah, and it was... So the, you factor the, that in there. So, really, you're playing for the top four. Yeah, and you're not... And, again, so you're tanking on purpose. You're talking about losing on purpose in a town like Philadelphia that doesn't even like when you do it by accident. Okay? If you finish <laughs> like dead like last in the league, you only have a 16.6% chance at drafting first overall. Yeah, so, like, what 
you know. I mean, you but you don't even have to like look past you you don't even have to leave the building to make a comparison for this. Like the sixes were bad for a long time, but they had a direction. Like we talked about this with uh Dr. Heffernan when she was mm-hmm. here. It's like at like at least they had a direction and they made it known what their plan was. It was like, yeah. hey, like this is gonna be painful, but if you stick That's with us, we promise you we're gonna make it worth it. But that's the problem with the flyers is that they don't have a direction that they want to go in. They won't commit to doing anything because you got, you know, Dave Scott, who just wants to throw money at the problem versus Chuck Fletcher, who actually wants to do a proper, maybe not necessarily like a full scale rebuild, but he, from what it sounded like in the presser, like he actually wanted to take a couple steps back this year, next year. And then, you know, take it from there after getting those high-end talents in the draft. Like, they... I I would have much less of a problem with them, like, sucking and being bad if they had just flat-out said, like, hey, we're going to rebuild. Like, to me, this is worse, where they're actively trying to be good and all of the moves that they've made have just absolutely blown up in their face to the point where all like you can't there is nowhere to go from here because you're so locked into the contracts that yeah. they've brought in. And if you have another summer where you go like this and you go hard at someone like Nazim Kadri has been in the rumors lately, you throw a big contract at that guy who's going to be 32 in a few months. Like <laughs> you're stuck with him too. Like you're just compacting the problems. Honestly though, let's Seriously, who is available this offseason? Who who are the big... Nobody. <laughs> yeah. There's not anybody UFA-wise that I'm, like, really big on. It's not like, okay, I know I love him. I, I know I worship the ground he, he skates upon with his little elf ears and five foot seven self. But there's no Danny Briere as a UFA. Okay, I did. I, like, I'm not joking. I coveted him before we signed him. Like, I remember, like, I'm out in the hallway at work listening to like the coverage on my like on my very first uh smartphone when Danny Breer got signed and I, I had adored him long before he was a flyer and he was the class of that UFA there's nobody and he he was a game changer I mean he made the flyers better the minute he signed that contract there's nobody out there this summer that's going to do that so the 2020 uh, 2022 NHL free agent list uh, Evgeny Malkin PK Subban Phil Kessel, Chris Letang, Joe Pavelski, Patrice Bergeron, Mark Giordano, Johnny Gaudreau, Alex Radulov, Jesperi Kakiniemi, uh, Louis Erickson, Philip Forsberg, Dustin Brown, Tomas Hurdle, Andrew Ladd, Anton Strauman, Nick Letty, Rasmus Stalinen, Andre Pavlik, Max Domi, Nino Niederreiter, Hampus Lindholm, Alex Golgoski. Like, these are just dudes. There's not a single I game changer. Of these, I would have liked I, these guys like five or six. Yeah, years exactly. Ago. <laughs> I would take Bergeron. I think Bergeron like is of that. He's not leaving Boston. Yeah, no, he's yeah. There's Boston. no way. Like you would have to pay him like money in buckets that you can't do now. Like th- that would be again a Briere signing where Snyder got to throw as much money at that problem as he wanted. And goddamn it, Gary Bettman took that away from us too. I mean, we're we're suffering from Comcast. They're like these big pockets, and we can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Batman gave us that hard cat crap. Um, but yeah, I would take Bergeron. He's the only one in there that I would even go after. But you know, he's not leaving Boston. There's no. You don't want to see Evgeny Malkin in Flyers oh, God, orange. No. 
No, thank you. There's a part of me that would just love to see that just once, just to watch my 2012 brain explode, but... <laughs> yeah. That's like people say, oh, you wouldn't take Simone... You wouldn't take Crosby? No, I would not take Crosby on my team. Mm-hmm. I think I would throw up. But I, I yeah, I, I would be physically ill seeing him in orange and black. Every time I see one of those fan edits of him in a Flyers jersey, I cringe a little bit. Uh, yeah, I just it's just like, like it's so jarring. I'm like, uh, it makes my right eye twitch. Just... Oh, hi, buddy. Don't. Sorry, my my cat is rubbing his whiskers on like my little microphone. <laughs> He just so wants cute. to be included. He wants to be part of the podcast. What is his yeah, opinion? Yeah, it's just not right, buddy. Who does he ask him who he thinks we should sign UFA wise this summer? What is his thought? What do you think, buddy? Johnny Drummond? Yeah, good idea. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it would be it. cool to see Johnny Gaudreau here. I mean, and honestly, if you were gonna go after a name. He's the one that I think you could convince purely because he's from here. Yeah. So, like, you got the nostalgia factor added in, but... You know he's getting hurt, like, the minute he lands at the airport, right? Like, career-ending injury. <laughs> like, he's tripping oh, over something at the airport, and it's over. He's you going from, that. you know, 70-point player down to, like, a 30-point player. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, at do. least in Calgary, he gets to play with Sean Monaghan and Elias Lindholm. Here he'll play with... The corpse yeah, of Sean not... Couturier and Zach McEwen. Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes. Another one of Kevin Hayes' Harry friends Hayes. on the team. Yeah. Johnny That's true. Yeah, you know, like, he was the GM this summer. It, it looked so promising. It really did. I re- like, when yeah. he signed Ellis, it, I was just so happy. I'm like, well, the, my thought was, oh, they're serious about bringing some talent to this team. And then, yeah, everything just, like, went to hell. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I think that's part of the reason it hurt so much, too, is yeah. because they overturned, like, half the roster. Yeah. And we're still seeing the same problems that have plagued them year in and year out. I mean, this year they're just magnified because of the injuries to the guys that were brought in. But we all had such high hopes because there was there was actually change being made for once. And, mm-hmm. like, at least if they were going to, you know, suck, they're doing it in a new way, albeit yeah. this way might be worse <laughs> and more painful to watch. But at least it's something different, right? I mean, it was painful to watch Voracek go, although I, I kind of thought he was – there were days when I felt he was the human traffic cone on the team because he just didn't hustle. There were days when he did and there were days when he did. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever said, hey, JVR was really hustling. I, I don't think I have ever <laughs> – ever uttered that sentence. <laughs> I'm relatively certain. <clears throat> but there were days when Jake Borchak played so hard. And, oh, and yeah. When he was on, he was on. He was Oh, yeah. yeah. But then when he you was know, off, he was like eating a he, hot dog worthless. on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. One game he looked like Gretzky, and the next he looked like a guy on a beer league team. Like, yeah. You know? Like, yeah, guys on a beer league team play better. But, <laughs> so, like, we, we got rid of that. We, like, gave up on that, and we got Cam Atkinson in. Who, who, by the way, has been, as everyone is saying, has oh, been beautiful. Yeah, he's just gorgeous. That smile lights up the room, man. It just lights up the whole well. Um, but we did that. We got rid of fan favorites like Borchek and, and Gostas Bear. And I miss Gostas Bear. I, like, I loved Ghost. He's such a doll baby. He really was. He was just such a great guy. And like at the point, he could do some stuff. But again, when he was good, he was good. And when he was bad, 
was like, oh, ouch. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I miss him too, but I acknowledge that the trade, the trade they made, like they had to make. Like yeah. I like seeing, you know, what other like former flyers are up to, you know, when they're not in Philadelphia anymore. And like some of them I miss, but like mainly just because I enjoyed watching them play. But like mm-hmm. I don't regret the moves that were made yeah. at all. Yeah. Like it. And they were like, all good. He had to go. Like, like individually, everything they did worked out well. You know, it's just yeah. that the collective, the collective team yeah. failed. I mean, like well, if you put all of the moves that Chuck Fletcher made this summer in a vacuum, I think you would still do every single one of those again, yeah. save for maybe signing Keith Yandel. Yeah. Again, it's it goes back to that old. You know, they play the games on the ice, not on the paper. Because on paper, on paper, this team is good. Yeah. It really is. On the ice, it fucking blows. They just can't figure it out. No. There's some kind of know. weird disconnect. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, you know. And then that's it's that's just, the yeah. hard part. Is like, there's something broken here, but it's not easy. You know, in 2012, you know, when we had Brizgalov, like, we needed a defenseman and we needed a goaltender. Those were problems that you could easily diagnose. Fixing them were easy, but you knew what was wrong. Now it's like, there's something like wrong something's yeah. off but you don't know what it is how much of this roster can you flip and how many leaders can you move and you know something's yeah. wrong but what does it stem from right now like is it the water in the wells fargo center you know is yeah. it the- it's the it's it's the oil because they don't change it yeah oh god <laughs> I don't even play with that we got what the hell did we get we got something fried when we were there and it literally tasted like the oil from my car had been used to fry that crap. One day it was I'm like, guys, did you go into my car? And get, it was horrible. But oh yet, you're like, at this point, you're like, you you are grasping at straws. You have no idea what the problem is, other than injuries, which it just really sounds like an excuse. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the, they make the excuse of that, and oh well, COVID. But like, you know, you can only you can only move so many players around before you know trying to fix the issue like it's just fundamentally something is wrong but the the issue is all over like there is no one quick fix to this problem it's going to take years of undoing which is partially why i think now is an appropriate time for them to rebuild speaking of which i think you guys talk you may have talked about this on another show but you brought up cam atkinson and whether or not now would be a good time to sell high on him, because I don't think he's ever achieving this level of production again. Do you think they do that? No, we keep Cam. I think he's one of the guys that's here for the rest. I would keep him through anything at this point, because he seems like one of the genuinely good human beings on this team. Uh, I would keep him around just for moral support as a cheerleader, but he's still playing very well. They could sell high on him. I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I would keep him around. I don't see, like... Not a not the kind of move this team is going to make. I no. just don't see it. No, I think. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't think they were either, but I figured I would pick your brains about it and see what yeah. you thought. He's really he's truly the only asset. Like the part of me, there's part of me that wants to see Claude Giroux go to a team that can win him a Stanley Cup. I will cry my heart out, but I will, however, I, I don't root for any team but the Flyers. I will root against whatever team Giroux is playing for in the playoffs if they trade him. It would be the same as when um, Kimo Timonen got traded. I, I I cried tears of joy when he lifted that cup. As but, did I. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh, that was, <laughs> I did. I cried. I just cried. Um, but I don't think we're going to get any return for Drew. 
So I don't know that it makes the trade worth it. Like I was like for the for the team. And that if if Claude Giroux doesn't give up his, you know, doesn't give up the no trade, that would be why he would do it because he knows he, the team is not going to get anything in return for him. Every other GM out there knows the situation. They know the Flyers suck. Um, they know the Flyers are going to want something for Claude Drew, and they're going to offer like, "Hey, we got these like half frozen pucks over here." Mm. It, they're not going to offer anything that's worth Claude Drew because, as sucky as this team is right now, he is, beside Cam Atkinson, really the only player that's a bright spot on the team. I, Scoring wise, I mean, I'm ready to be disappointed by a Giroux trade. Because I don't think the return's going to be nearly yeah. as good as we're expecting it to be. Because big trades yeah. just don't happen. I mean, Jack Anyone Eichel got that? traded for peanuts a few months ago. You know, like the well, f- he got tra- I mean, Tuck, Tuck in a first round pick for somebody the caliber of Jack Eichel. Like he should have got a well, king's ransom back. You know, I think I think he'll get a first round pick for Giroux and like a middling prospect. I, I don't think you're going to yeah, get a lot. Cool. And it's like, I wonder if he goes. I'm still not convinced they trade him. I don't know. I think part of that was because of the, like, uncertainty surrounding his injury. Yeah. Well, that, was he why they... As, he had the reputation of locker room poison, and that was kind of hard. That's like try, the Sixers trying to get anything for Simmons right now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get anything for him. And that, Jack Eichel had that same reputation, as did Evander Kane. And Evander Kane, again... Edmonton yeah. couldn't <laughs> wait to sign that fuckhead. And, oh, like, really... Seriously, like he isn't a hot goddamn mess. Like with all like the 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 domestic violence charges against him, the custody battle, the fake COVID card, that's what you want on your team. You're Edmonton and that's what you want on your team. People were people were saying the Flyers should have taken him. I'm like, oh God, no, no. problems. We don't have enough going wrong in that locker room. We need Evander Kane. No thank you. But yeah, that's that was part of the problem with Eichel was he had a Simmons kind of reputation. What if, what if Simmons, not Wayne Simmons? Would it be worse if we were the Oilers, where we have like two of the top five players two in the, the NHL right now, and, and we're still, still and we're still this bad? <laughs> that's like that's like yeah, you know. It'd be more frustrating, that's for sure. I mean, I don't know. Are they entertaining to watch? I've watched a couple games. Again, I have that NHL center ice package. I have the like I pay for hockey games because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like addicted to hockey, like sadly. Um, they're not even that entertaining a team. They're barely more entertaining than the Flyers, and that's only because oh, you got. Yeah, and that's only because you've got these like gorgeous breakaways every now and then. Like the Flyers don't have that. Your breakaways are like Ristolainen and JVR. You're like, oh, okay, because that's gonna work out. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, we don't have those beautiful skating players like they do, but they're not that much more entertaining to watch. It's almost all. like Tor- like Toronto, but worse, where you got two insanely talented players and then you surround them with hot garbage. I, well, again, I have a lot of coworkers that are in Toronto and they're all over the Maple Leafs being good now. I'm like, guys, talk to me in April, okay? Well, the Flyers <laughs> are going to make the I'm like, I would rather not make the playoffs than lose in seven games to Montreal after being... I'm like, Really? Guys, you like you are the choke artists of all time. Okay, don't even start with me. Like you know, uh, my favorite. I pick on my coworker all the time. I was like, "Hey, Eric." I was like, "What's the best rivalry in the game of hockey?" And he's like, and "He's you know, Boston, Toronto." I'm like, "No, the Maple Leafs in the second round." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I put on mercilessly. It's great. If you're listening, Eric, yeah, you know I will. I'll see you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> Are we running out of time? Yep. I think so. Alrighty, we will wrap Grace. this up. Wait, yes, we missed you this week, Grace. Yeah, come back. Yeah. I want to see your tattoo. Yeah. I, I, you have to get one now, Katie. You know, my mom would kill me. <laughs> that's more the reason to do it. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> Dad, my if you're listening to this, I'm getting a tattoo. <laughs> a little rigatoni or a little, little kind of... Yeah, 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 my little rigatoni noodle. <laughs> I gotta figure out when to do that. Um... But yeah, thank you everybody for listening uh, to us again this week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Claude Giroux, but the A in Claude is a four. Oh, I feel like there's so, there's only so many times I can say that while G is no, still on the that, team. That yeah, sure, get it in while you can. <laughs> the A on yeah. the Who do you go after this one? It's a curse now, right? Anytime <sighs> you change it to somebody, they get traded right away. That's right, yeah. Should I change it to Travis Konechny, but the A in Travis <laughs> oh, is a four? No. <laughs> Atkinson, maybe Cam Atkinson. Yandel? Yandel. There's plenty of Yandel. A's there. No, we don't want Cam Atkinson traded. No, that's, the, th- that's the thing. I'm trying to find a long-term solution here. <laughs> this was supposed to be the long-term solution. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Terrible. All right, Phyllis. <laughs> you can find me at FlyersFan1129 on Twitter and Instagram. And Dan, where can the people find you? At Dan the Flyer Fan, at Brotherly Puck, at Brotherly underscore pod, and then uh, Heart Countdown underscore because he's actually winning games again. So, all righty, we will see you next week. Goodbye and good night. There you go. <laughs> Did I do it right? Yeah. Yeah. There we go.